I feel like we should decide who is who in the TMNT universe. 100%. That 100%. was going to be my la- lead in, obviously. obviously. I think that the, the two easy ones. Russ is Krang. Russ is Krang. Oh, the bodiless, The bodiless brain. Because I'm so smart? Yes. Yeah. Um, it was either that I or w- Baxter, for what it's worth. I want to be Casey Jones. No, no, Griffin, you're not cool enough. No, but I want to be. I want to be Casey Jones, please. He's so fucking. Cool. How many shirts do you have where the sleeves are completely ripped off? I don't even have sleeves on on any of my shirts anymore. Yeah, I've got to put some boundaries here. I think we have to pick between the turtles. That's. I mean, there are four really? turtles, and there are four of us. Yeah. Really limiting. I was gonna go Yusagi Ojimbo. <laughs> but uh, okay. I would um, say uh Russ, I would say, is a sh- oh well, who's the Donatella? Let's start there. Cause it, it, I think it's I think it's either Russ or Chris is the Donatello, sort of the brainiac of the group. I think it's you know gotta I mean? be Chris Plant is Donatello. I would say Chris because is because of Donatello. his criterion collection fascination, which okay. is basically like just Justin no, is the Michelangelo. No, is, yeah, I'm the Michelangelo. This is this is really easy, guys, and you're kind of pissing me off. Okay. Plant is Leonardo. Frustic is Donatello. Griffin is Raphael. Yeah. I'm Michelangelo. Like, it's slam dunk. Can you I mean, explain? No yeah, please. What? Explain. Yeah, okay. Justin parties. Pa- I party. Sure, that's easy. That's easy. That that's easy. Griffin does have a rude dude, he right? Does. Like, <laughs> it doesn't come out all the time, but it's there. Yeah. Russ is a kind of um, more erudite. A fucking dork, a dork, of, a fucking dork, basically. I'm like, Plant is like a steady hand. Like, mm. he's like, and I have like a lot of swords. And he has two swords. And I'm like a big rabbit. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I'm also Yasagi Ojimbo. Like, I feel like I should have. We can have, you know, two. Sure. Two of them. We gotta all be second. Okay, okay. Then too. can my second one be Baxter Stockman, the uh, one that's just the fly. The I was fly. gonna go Baxter personally because I wear a lot of sweater. Oh vests, yeah, you kind of you kind of look like Baxter. Yeah. Uh, does that wait? Does this mean Spotify the ooze? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best games of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, I know the best game of the week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know a really great game this week. My name is Russ Frostick, and I know the best game of the week. Hello, and welcome to The Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. It's a video game club, my friend. Just by listening, you are a member. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to have you here with us. As we talk about... Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. This is, of course, an original IP. Where do they get these ideas? <laughs> four, four fighting turtles? Come on. Well, now I've seen everything. Now, what is it? 
Chris? I, you gotta help Teenage me Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge is the latest beat-em-up and a long lineage of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles beat-em-ups. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, originally an indie comic book that got turned into a TV show, now feels like one of those secret, low-key, massive properties that just right. never went away. But people are kind of like, hey, is that still a thing? And then you talk to any child and they're like, yeah, it's still a thing. It's 100% still very much a thing. Uh, we are going to talk about this new entry, uh, sort of a, a kiss of the past and a kiss of the present. Ooh. Right? As soon as we get A lot of kissing. A lot of kissing in this one. Way more than you expect. All right. We'll be right back. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. Before we get started on discussing the game itself, can I clarify some lore aspects to the TMNT universe? Please. I would love that. I don't have the answers to these questions. My understanding, but Uh Plant and I were disagreeing about this while we were playing multiplayer. My understanding is that the Ninja Turtles, Tetur Ninja Turtles, were turtles and they touched the ooze and then they became super-powered turtles, but they were never at any time human people. Correct. Yeah, that's correct, yes. Now, we turn to Splinter, their fearless rat leader and trainer. Was a human, yes. In the the intro, um, uh, I guess, credits of the cartoon that we're all familiar with from the 80s and 90s, um, he was a human and he got transformed into a rat person that is correct yes you the ooze okay the ooze transform canonically the ooze transforms you into whatever animal you had been most recently or most most notably in contact with shredder had pet or or, sorry splinter had pet rats and so he turned into a rat the turtles had been owned by people so they turned into half Oh, interesting. I yeah. did not and know that. Shredder had been like a cheese grater. Shredder is not a mutant. No. Please don't embarrass He just wears a No, mask. but he, wait, 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 wait. He becomes a mutant later though, doesn't he? In the movies? The <laughs> He does. That is true. Don't. Uh, Tell me what happens in the, in the, uh, I mean, you might as well look to like the pudding pies for like <laughs> canonical, <laughs> can, canonical information. Okay, uh, clarify. This, 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 some, some lore for the game now, though. This was made by Tribute Games, 
who uh, has done a lot of really great stuff. Mercenary Kings, Wizorb. Uh, the the like pixel work reminded me a lot of uh, Paul, Paul Robertson, who did uh, all, all the stuff for those games. Uh, and that's because he is he is there at Tribute Games. And also it reminded me of Scott Pilgrim versus the World, and Tribute Games was formed out of a lot of people who worked on that title, uh, which is one of the best, I would say, beat-em-ups in, in the biz. It's really, it, this genre, it's really interesting. I was thinking about it because we have a, a like a barcade here in, in Huntington, and they have the, um, you know, they have a lot of these like classic wide four-player beat-em-up things. And I was playing actually The Simpsons of all things mm. with my daughter. And I was thinking about how like a lot of those games do not hold up. And when you see a lot of these like retro, like wouldn't it, let's just make a, another classic like like that game used to be. What you end up with is something that's like interesting, but maybe not as like doesn't really stand up with like modern game mechanics or like. It's very interesting that this genre, this this like gameplay genre, is just fun. Like it's fun now. It's fun then. Like it's still fun to play a beat 'em up with people. Yeah. Like it it doesn't need a lot of like modern like touch up. And and this game does have some. We'll talk about it. But like this formula just works. Like it it just works, and it hasn't been a massive part, I think, of, like, modern gaming landscape. Like, it just kind of worked from the jump. Yeah, I, th- I think that's true. I think, I mean, to kind of get into this game, the, the Simpsons game that you played and the original Ninja Turtles arcade game were both made by Konami. And I think mm-hmm. the thing that they got right, especially for arcades, is it's all about the vibe. Like, yeah. so much animation. It looks like the cartoon that you're playing. The music's killer. They get the vibe right. The actual combat in those games, not not great, right. but kind of like, who cares? You're hanging out with your friends, and you're just, you're really only there to see what happens next. And yeah. then I think there were other beat-em-ups that kind of went the opposite, where they had really interesting combat, but they didn't have, I guess, a great, like, licensee, or, yeah. or the vibe just wasn't there. What makes this game, I think, just perfect is it, it does both. The vibe is right, and it just feels so good to fight can, in this game. Can I talk about sort of the evolution that yes, exists please. in this game that I, th- I feel like makes it so I, I, let me start by saying I adore this game. I played it by myself on the Steam Deck uh, on a flight and then when I got home I bought it on Switch so that me and Henry could play it together and we played through like half the game yesterday. It's it, really good. Absolutely. Re- I'm always looking for good games with kids. This is really this is good a really, really good one. Um, those the 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 holy trinity of like arcade Konami beat 'em ups of like X Men, Simpsons, and TMNT uh, are are all very similar and all very like Justin said like accessible and just fun from the start. But they were arcade games first and foremost. So defense was never the order of the day in those games, right? <laughs> it was a good defense is. You're, I mean, an offense is the only defense that you had in those games where you just had it's to punch them. It's a beat-em-up, not an avoid getting beaten them up by but, a... But, and, and that is by design because, you you know, uh, Nightcrawler gets knocked out. You put another quarter in the yeah. in the Nickelodeon and you keep on going. It's a profit it's, deal. It's a profit deal. Uh, this game, I would say, adds a lot of, I would say, mechanical, not complexity, but just like opportunity for players who want to... Uh, use that stuff there is a dodge button that is like huge and they have and it's not just a purely like get out of get out of the way of an attack button like it's a thing you can string together with combos 
I was a little worried at first because the game starts out by showing you like this 21 step like that part is tutorial bad tutorial demo if i may like, if i may be so bold the tutorial thing that they do they literally show you every move in the game yeah in a long string with Whoa. no con i was really put off by i that. didn't like see this because the way i started was playing with fresh oh okay and it like skipped that for me so yeah, i feel like you just joined the experience yeah, yeah there's there's a lot more going on here than than those old games like you can charge up an attack to break a shield or you can uh, you can do a jumping attack. You can do a double jumping attack. You can do like a dodge cancel. Uh, there's like a super meter that you charge up to like use a, a super strong attack. Or once you've leveled your character up enough, they can like use it to go into like turbo ninja mode. Yeah, but I you would can say share like share health it, with each other. There's and, a lot. But I would also there's add, a lot before you get intimidated by this list. Like realistically, you if you play it. on the ultra hard difficulty setting, yeah, probably a lot of this stuff or all of it might be required. But if you play on yeah. normal or even easy, um, you know, as Griffin can attest, like a kid can play with you and have a really, really fun time just yeah. using the basic attacks and stuff like uh, that. Uh, there's a punch button and a and a kick button. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you, you'll be fine. Yeah. You'll, My four-year-old you'll okay. played with us and we did fine. I mean, fuck, you can play with a Joy-Con. Like, it, that That should tell you everything you yeah, need right. to know. Uh, but, but. I really enjoyed it because I I adore those old beat em ups, but also it's really it's really frustrating when you get combo womboed by a, you know a couple members of the Foot Clan and just like cannot get out of this like stun lock animation that just knocks you the hell out. And yeah. in this game, you have like you have lots of different ways of keeping it spicy, which is good because beat em ups I think tend to get if they don't have you know uh, like. Uh, I would say like Castle Crashers has really great progression hooks that kind of pull you through. And if they don't, if they don't have something like that, they get really samey. Uh, but this game, I think evades that because you have like a lot of different ways to approach any, any fight, which is uh, not something I knew I needed from this genre, but this game I think provides it. And the characters way. feel different. They do, yeah. So that helps too that there are like many characters to choose from, including all four of your favorite turtles. But then like Casey Jones, April O'Neil, uh, Splinter, like would have loved Venus. Would have loved just for my own personal situation. Would have loved two female uh, characters because uh, the fight that ensued over April O'Neil, um, uh, not pleasant in my home. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess Irma could have been in there. She is in the game. She is in there. She is, yeah, it's like a bat. Yeah, there's a lot in here for people who know a bunch of shit about <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I do not. But like, I opened up a door and some frogman popped out and it was like, you unlock, you can yeah. do missions for this frogman. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> the, is that Battletoads? What's. Yeah, the, what the great it? thing about the way they've done the pixel art is it's hard to distinguish between, hey, that's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff from when I was a kid, and hey, that's Nickelodeon era Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle oh. stuff. It all looks But the then same. They, also, they also tie it back together with like the game. So there's like yeah. uh, some, I would say, uh, Turtles in Time is my favorite of the old beat em ups, and there are some like. Time travel elements. There's yeah. uh, there's one part where uh, one of the bosses comes out of an arcade machine and then summons bosses from, I think, either TMNT or Manhattan Project. Was that one of the yeah. games? Anyway, uh, and and seeing that stuff, like, sure enough, was enough for me to be like, oh, yeah, it's those guys. It's those guys. I know those guys. Yeah, well, I think the movie villains show up 
too. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. man, it looks so good. Like it looks, it looks so great, and it, it and it is one of those. That is one of those things. As somebody who's like recently just looking at some of these games, like it it really does. It, it it's that thing of like it looks. It doesn't look how it used to. It looks like you remember yeah. it looking. Like yeah. it it has that amount of like color and depth and fluidity in the animations and it's just like vibrant and looks great like it really it really stands out and feels really good i was gonna say and it and it looks like and it feels like in the way that um shovel knight sort of captured that feel of a platforming game a mega man from the 80s and 90s but updated the gameplay the gameplay feels like it's evolved in that same way too where it feels authentic even though it really isn't it's a it's a pretty modern recreation of that gameplay and i think that whole ethos carries throughout where it's very consistent tonally but has been refined in such a way i i think from a tribute standpoint like i've played probably all of their games this is probably my favorite by like a good mile i think it unifies the thing they've always done great which is visuals um with like just incredibly strong gameplay and game design um they did a really really good job yeah, I, I think that, that sometimes their games like Flint Hook and Mercenary Kings weren't as enjoyable as the art, <laughs> effectively. And then yeah. Panzer Paladin, which was their most recent game, I was weirdly kind of the opposite for me. I think that game plays amazing. I think the the look is kind of like an NES make that's it's nice. Anyway, this game, the one thing I wanted to say is talking about um making it feel like what you remember when you go back and play these old games it's kind of like watching old cartoons where it's like oh we're reusing a lot of assets because we just don't have that many people or that much money to make it it's wild here how it feels like every corner of the world that you walk around is new and original whether that is Mm -hmm. like what's happening in the background or like things the characters are doing or new enemy types showing up there's just so much new that the only comparison I can think of is like, this is what it would feel like if a triple A publisher made a 2D pixel game, which they yeah. just haven't done. And, th- and to be clear, this isn't a triple A publisher. It's Dot Emu or Dot Emu, who um, they did uh, Streets of Rage 4. But I mean, they're like still a relatively young publisher in, in this world. Um, so pretty incredible. They're hit yeah. rate. The soundtrack is out of this world. There is Wu Tang Clan. Yes. So there's the. I mean, the general sort of like background music for every level has that. Like, I have. I have no way of describing. I do not possess the vocabulary to describe the music of those old Konami beat 'em ups. Uh, But they're very sort of crunchy and uh, electronic. Uh, and then you hear a song with fucking Raekwon and Ghostface Killer on it uh, that comes out of nowhere. I think Mega Ran has a song on the soundtrack somewhere, uh, nice. and it is really fucking great. And just to be clear, the, the Wu Tang song is them rapping about the Ninja Turtles. Like, yes. it's a straight up ninja rap. It, it, it's like a movie closing credits rap in, yes. a, in the yeah. best way. It's so good. Um, uh, I wish if if we're talking about like we've been very high on this game and I am too. So I just want to mention, bring really, it down, had, Justin. Bring it down for us. No, no, no. It's not bring it down. It's a uh, you know notes for the future. Um, I do wish there's a lot of depth. Um, it is not good, and I kind of alluded to this with the, like the list of moves. It's not great at like leading you towards something you may not be doing or something you may not have been utilizing. 
if a new situation calls for it or like helping you to sort of like develop naturally um, with some of these like harder areas. Like there's um in the bridge, like where the first sort of like moving level where you're on a skateboard or turtle board or whatever the fuck, you know, that kind of deal. Um, there are enemies that like really it's hard to get them if you're not doing the double jump yes. spin attack. And like if you didn't know that was something, like if that wasn't part of your repertoire, you know, if you missed that in the first scroll of moves um it's very frustrating until i was like okay there's got to be something i'm doing wrong because this can't be that annoying but like some sort of like hey try Mm -hmm. this or you know introducing those moves when it is appropriate for you to be trying them as a way to like walk you into this like fairly wide move set um it would have been that would have been helpful as it is it's a little bit more trial and error than i'm than yeah i do want to mention two big features that I was not expecting that I thought were tremendous. Thing, feature A, if you play online with people, yes, there is online play, um, you can just jump right into the game without them. They don't need to set up like a, hey, I'm playing online or whatever. It, oh, it just works. Like just, just like putting in a quarter at the arcade. Yeah. Like it, it's literally like you see a list. <laughs> Here's some dudes that are playing. You want to play with these dudes? Like, yeah, sure, I'll play with these guys. And whatever. I'm pretty sure it's cross-platform using egs but it's only dudes which is really fucking weird i'm using gender neutral dudes uh i i i'm not crazy about the um like objectives that they lay out on each mission uh because in each mission there is there are usually just three objectives and i guess you get experience for your characters for I completing them. I don't know because I didn't complete a lot of them because a lot of them are like, don't get hit in the, for the entire level. And it's like, what sort of fucking cyber person is, is capable of doing that. So just the, the result of that is you would just be playing and, uh, you know, a foot soldier would throw a trash can at you. And then a big red X appears on the screen and it's like, don't get hit by trash cans. And it's like, okay, cool. It's weird because it's like, it's again, that's sort of like a, like they, it's cool that it's in there if you want that sort of like, you know, ongoing challenge or whatever. But like to make you feel like kind of a failure (laughs) from the jump, like is, is kind of a weird. Do y'all remember that one Assassin's Creed game where after every mission, it graded you and said that it was like sending it to the server. It reminded me of that where it's like, wait, why am I being told I suck? Why am I bad? Just for playing the game. Yeah. I'm also uh, coming to this from fairly recently playing uh, Castle Crashers and I played Scott Pilgrim with Henry for a bunch I wish that the like characters were a little bit more or rather at all sort of customizable in a way. And I know that's not that is the exception and not the rule for this genre. You can level up the characters depending on like your performance in any given level. You're just always sort of ranking them up and uh, some rank ups give you like. Uh, an extra health node or an extra bar of like the ninja meter you use for the super moves. Uh, sometimes they will, you know, unlock new like actual moves that you can weave into your your move set, and that's all. That's all very cool. I just wish that there was a yeah. little bit more of a, a way to tweak them in the way. Well, it also kind of de incentivizes like switching up your characters that too, and playing yeah. with new characters. Yeah, I, I think that also is like just different inspirations. I think. For Scott Pilgrim, it was a lot more like Reverse City Ransom type yeah, of beat em up yeah. games. And this is obviously going for that Konami spirit. But yeah, that doesn't mean they shouldn't add it. I just think that's probably why they didn't. I, I have one last thing I wanted to mention. Um, when your buddy, if you're playing on multiplayer, goes down, loses all their health, 
you oh, can God. revive them by holding a pizza up to them for a few seconds, and it's fucking spectacular. It's such a good, yeah. smart well, and you thing. can also, you can also, <laughs> if you have a lot of health and your pal has very little, you can press a high five button. Yeah. And your high fiving drains your health a little bit and like increases theirs. You're kind of like passing off some of your. Um, also, can I just give like super quick credit to um, h- how many different ways they have of surfacing enemies on the screen in ways that are extremely funny. God, like oh my you're God. constantly running. Like in the the park level, you just run up and like just using that as an example. At one point, you run up and there's just like three foot kind soldiers eating popsicles, and you're like, "What's up, guys? I'm here to kill you!" Like, "Oh, dang, okay." And and then later on, there's one just like sleeping on a bench, just like not even sleeping, just like relaxing, like enjoying a, a nice, pleasant day. And you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna fight you!" Like, "Okay, sure, why not?" And the very the first level takes place in a TV studio, and like you turn a corner. Well, you don't turn a corner because it's a completely linear horizontal level. But you walk into like a new room and there's just a bunch of uh, foot soldiers like with mixing bowls and chef hats on just doing a cooking show. It's it's yeah. fantastic. At the end, when you go to fight Bebop at the end of the level, he's been wearing like a, a suit this entire time. And at the end of it, he rips off the suit in a way that <laughs> seems to be like a grand reveal. Like it's been me, <laughs> the warthog man the entire time. I'm not a business executive. I'm a, I'm a actually a human sized warthog. So I guess, uh, I guess just to sort of wrap it up, the question I would have for y'all is, is there a game if someone wanted to play like a quote, modern beat em up game, my instinct is this is the one you play because I think it's the most welcoming of uh, the art is incredible and all the stuff we've just talked about. I mean, obviously there are great games, Castle Crashers, et cetera, but this seems like the one that I would just instantly recommend to basically anyone that wants to play a beat em up. I think yeah. Alan can play this. Yeah. This game I mean, I have think a good time with it. it feels like a high watermark for sure. Um, I don't know if it's the kind of game that like I'm going to be playing for, a long time, but also I don't think it's, uh, you know, obviously I prefer that type of game, but the, the, not every game has to be like this. This is one and that it I doesn't, will... And it doesn't like, I, we should be clear, this is a very good game. It doesn't like, it doesn't like transcend genre. So like if it's not something that you would enjoy, it's not like, no, you have you have to. You know what I mean? There's certain games like that that are part of a genre that even if you don't love it, like you owe it to yourself to check it out. I would not necessarily qualify that. Although if you're not hundred percent sure, this is a very good entry point, but it's not, it doesn't necessarily like become a universal, like everyone. Must yeah. It's, this. it's an evolved form of the genre basically. Yeah. I would love to get six people together to play this in a room though. I bet that is a fucking hoot and disaster. I've seen video of it. It is totally bonkers. All right, let's uh let's take a quick break and then come back and talk about more things. Just like they, they, that's me. That's my position. That's where I'm at right now. You go get a phone, you just want a phone, talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because they got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech, you know? The contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice easy solution save some put the 
bucks back in your pocket pay 15 bucks a month say bye to your overpriced wireless plans jaw-dropping monthly bills the unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com slash besties that's mintmobile.com slash besties cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties additional taxes fees and restrictions apply see mint mobile for details this episode of the besties is sponsored by aura frames all right so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy i'm sure immediately names jump to your mind those are the sorts of people that you would say oh maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that that is where aura frames comes in It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody, I have some news. The mailbag is at capacity. We need oh to God. empty some of the mailbag or else we can never get mail again. Oh, my God. I know. It's Chris. a real crisis. How did you let it get to this point? I Well, I got COVID. <laughs> You're, well, well <laughs> and, that'll do and it. And then it just kind of oh, kept. Wait a minute. I thought we had licked that. It feels like that was kind of a. Wow, you're still getting... It's almost a little retro. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. That's, you know, that's how I am. I like to do it on my own time. Um, so, I'm going to I'm gonna pop it open. Did you get it from your Walkman? <laughs> I got it from my mini disc player. <laughs> <laughs> getting COVID, watching Teenage Ninja Turtles is a real retro, retro kind of thing. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm sliding open the first envelope. Uh, this one is from uh, Kyle Starr. Do you have any go-to palate cleanser games and or any go-to games you play when you want to play a video game but can't seem to find the right one? That's a great question. I mean, for mm. me, it's Binding of Isaac. I've talked a lot about the game, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend that to everyone. But that is my go-to, I don't know what else to play game. Um, I tend to dip back into No Man's Sky for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Like that is the one that I like to just kind of hop hop into and noodle around for a little while. I would say the one that is probably the biggest for me just because it's on my phone and I can do it whenever I want to is Slay the Spire. Um, mm. I can, I can, I if I have nothing else to play and I'm sitting somewhere with nothing to do and I have my phone on me, it's, it's usually Slay the Spire. 
Um, yeah, I usually return to like some sort of run based thing. Um, Monster Train is one that is like, uh, you know, a lot of those run based games are really interesting with the the patches and updates and stuff because they start to feel like uh, much different, but you can still sort of like you know grok back onto it pretty easily. So yeah, usually one of those like Monster Train or um, uh, I guess that's the main one. I do I'll mess with this. Uh, or Griftlands sometimes because it's kind of like a self contained story. Um, but yeah, those run-based games I'll, I'll return to quite a bit. And every once in a while, I do reinstall um, You Must Build a Boat on mm. my phone oh, oh, and yeah. just go through it again. That's a good one. Um, mine's Everyday Shooter, which I think I've talked about before. Like wow, 2D yeah. twin-stick style shooter game. Um, just with some great music. Uh, this one is from uh, Jackie. How did mobile game ads get the way they are, They are, i.e. terrible and very rarely show anything that's actually in the game? Now, there, I think there are two types of ads that might come to mind. There is the one from like 10 years ago where it's like some like fantasy thing and there's like a very sexy lady. And then the game itself is like an RTS. But now there's the like TikTok ad where it's just endless runners where you keep collecting hundreds of people by using the power of math and then you get to a finish line. But then the game isn't that. No. Yeah, this is an inner. This is I, I messed up my algorithm at some point. I get a lot of these on Facebook and like usually sound uh, sort of like Eastern European. And it's always like about how much power that you got while you were not playing the game. And, and there's usually like some sort of exclusive, like you're trying to get into a party because you have a 5 million power, uh, you know, chrono dragon. And so, then somebody inevitably comes up who looks like just a regular Joe's like, I have 10 million power blue dragon. Like how it's like, cause I'm playing this game. And sometimes the audio is dubbed over cause like the name of the game has changed or something. And uh, <laughs> I'm playing this game. It gives you bunches of power for, for while you're not playing, even playing. It's like whole oh, bunches right, right. To, to answer bunches of to power. answer the question though, of how did mobile game ads get, this way unfortunately they got this way because human beings click on those ads uh i wish I mean, that right. that wasn't the case but people would not be running ads that were not effective for resulting in people clicking and then installing the game so humans are to blame in this scenario yeah. <laughs> sorry i do yeah, love there's some that. there's some hey i don't know the name of it but there's some game and it's like one of those games where you have to like slide the bar out so that the gold falls onto yeah. the hero but doesn't hit the lava and the monster can't get free or else it'll kill it. And I saw an ad for a game that was that. And it was like, are you tired of seeing ads for games like this? <laughs> but then when you download the game, it's not like this at all. Well, this game is exactly this. I found the real one. I found the real one of these games. Then you go to the reviews for the games and they're like, it is not this. It is an RTS. Please do not do this. <laughs> um, I, I will say that there is a, a YouTube video that I saw where somebody tries to actually turn one of those fake game ads into a game. One of like, just keep multiplying your characters, endless runners. Uh, and it's by a YouTube creator called Fat Dino. And the video is, I turn fake mobile game ad into a real game. I will say this. 
Haven't watched everything on their channel. Same caveat I put for anything on YouTube. No idea. I, I, I do not. I neither endorse nor deny this person. Uh, but but the video I think is pretty interesting. Um, next question. This one is from Christian. Uh, do you guys still aim for achievements trophies like folks did back in the mid late aughts? How much effort will you put in uh, for them? And what's the most time you've spent on one lately? Fresh, you are the the person that I I'm curious about with this because i think of you as an a an official achievement hunter but now you also are a official dad that's true he's all, uh, he's, he's unlocked the ultimate achievement <laughs> indeed uh Fun. i have not specifically gone for achievements or trophies since becoming a father or really it was definitely winding down over the last five years or so uh i do it there's really only a few scenarios where I go for them. Usually it's like I beat the game. I'll look at the trophy list or achievement list and see what's left and whether there are things that I think I could do and whether they'd be grinding, grindy or fun or miserable and stuff like that. And if it seems like something where if I play for like three or four hours and I enjoy myself doing those things, I will probably go for it. Um, but again, I haven't done it. Uh, I went on like a weird streak of platinum trophies like a year or two ago. Um, and haven't since, but I only, for what it's worth, do it for games that I enjoy. I've never done it for a game that's like Naruto 2 Shibuin that got terrible right. reviews, but you can get the platinum in three minutes. Not for me. There's a, yeah, I will only do it with games I really, really like. And typically it's like a FromSoft game. Yeah, I'll do it for a million those. hours with anyway. Uh, and if I, if I beat the game and like, there's just a handful of achievements left to unlock, it gives me a reason to play the game, which I already wanted to do. That's mm-hmm. like the only, that is the only scenario in which I will do it. Otherwise I could not give. Yeah. Two, I, I, two every once yeah. in a while, there's a game that uses them. Interestingly, um, Stanley parable ultra deluxe recently has some that are, that, you know, the game is actively commenting on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that is very cool. Uh, and, and and interesting, but I do feel like the zeitgeist has kind of moved past. Achieve- I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I haven't thought about achievements since like two thousand nine. They stress yeah. me out. Used to used to be a thing though. Yeah, Ooh. Definitely, Ooh, definitely. That score used to really prove the air game. Um, uh, wait for this next question. This one's from Drew. What needs to be in the Dreamcast? It's from Drew Davenport. Classic. Like, don't put don't put shame on his name. It's Drew Davenport. You okay, can say it's okay, okay. At the uh, Davenporter. Now you've doxed him. Uh, okay, what's your question? <laughs> what needs to be in the Dreamcast Classic? Deep Cuts, welcome. Is this a real thing, or is this a, a, a fever dream? Uh, probably a fever dream. Okay. I, I believe that they're actually releasing the Sega Genesis Mini 2. Oh, boy. <laughs> rather than releasing a Dreamcast. So I There was there was a lot of... There was a lot of... Disca- the, probably what this is spinning off is, there was like a lot of, yay, that this was going to be something that was going to be announced uh, during the past E3 okay. week. Um, that did, it did not. I mean, obvi- <laughs> obvious stuff, Soul Calibur, Shinmu, Crazy Taxi, Power Stone, to Jet Set Radio. Those are, those are like... Those are the obvious ones. So those are the obvious what would ones. Be Skies the of Arcadia. That, I think that's the other Skies of Arcadia would be dope as hell. Uh, I'm, I would be heartbroken if something like this happened and it didn't include Fantasy Star Online mm. with some amount of of like online multiplayer that would be i would i would fucking love that (laughs) sounds like you will be heartbroken that sounds wildly expensive to do i actually Um, don't see man probably won't happen and that's my favorite dreamcast game which one uh 
Seaman. Uh, like, I, I don't know. You could probably figure it out, but they're not going to put the work in. What if What if they did that and they released Seaman too? Because that game was like done, right? Didn't they make uh, the the mobile games just it like came out? In, it came out in Japan. Wait, yeah. then is it Seaman three? I know that they made an iOS game that's like effectively complete, and then oh. just never got to release. Sea Boy. Sea Boy. Um, uh, so the Sonic Sonic games. Uh, Space Channel Five would be. Oh yeah. Huge. Yeah. I would say Choo Choo Rocket, but Choo Choo Rocket, I think there is an iOS Choo Choo Rocket game. There have been my, a lot of those. My deep cuts would be Zombie Revenge, uh, Bangayo, uh, yeah, Choo Choo Rocket, definitely. Project Justice, Ikaruga. I mean, like, there's, there's what was some the, great uh, games that came out on other systems. Res. Uh, was it Toy Soldier? Not Toy oh, Soldier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Toy Commander? Oh, what was. Toy, Toy Commander. Commander. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would great. also say. Yeah, that was a cool one. My favorite Dreamcast Deep Cut was a uh, sort of top down space shooter called Armada. Uh, and it was a. It was. Oh do you remember gosh. this? It was like a. Yeah, it was a, a, a like an RPG twin stick shooter where you had a ship that you could like uh, upgrade, but you would like explore the galaxy. Uh, and it had like local multiplayer, and I I played the shit out of that game. Um, that was a cool. It was game. a really good one. Man, what a great God, There's so many Dreamcast games that I would love to. I would love to get my hands on a little a little tiny little system like this. And, oh, and there. and we didn't even talk about fishing. Sega Bass fishing, on. Virtua Tennis. There's like the, some Ooh, yeah, genuinely tennis. good sort of sport yeah. sport games on there too. Um, it's like the only sport games I ever really played much because the the online connectivity was sort of as like very early stages with those 2K games. Like some of the earliest ones that you could like play and play online with people. It was just such a novelty to get my ass handed to me by some <laughs> from Colorado. Uh, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 would be super dope. But also I think that the – I don't know that there's any way they can license all that shit again for – a new, a new tiny console. Yeah, Marvel's very chill about that. I'm sure it would <laughs> yeah, all be okay. Right. Um, this one's from Ian. Do you use any app or list to keep track of your backlogs? Uh, or would that be too stress-inducing? That sounds like a Chris Plant thing. Uh, I do that on Letterboxd for movies just so I have an idea of what I want to watch because it saves me from like endlessly scrolling, right? But games, you play them for so much longer than a movie that like... I don't know. I I I guess I kind of have like a backlog folder in Steam, but it also helps that there's yeah. the backstop of game of the year discussion. So usually, if yeah. there's anything that like really made an impact, we will get around to it because we kind of have to. Sure. Mm. So yeah, yeah. I do have a quick. I I have gotten in the habit of wishlisting stuff on Steam. Yeah, that if it's not out yet, if it just like sounds interesting. Um. And I have a little list of like when I hear about a passing thing that I like uh, usually if it's on a podcast and I'm like walking around listening to it and like that sounds cool. I'll add it to this little list I have on my phone. But I mean, it's not something that I I don't know. I don't fixate it on it too much. I kind of feel like if it's something that'll really click with me, it'll probably bubble back up or it won't. And I'll, yeah, I won't for, die right for what it's worth, that's what I do when I do karaoke and I hear someone else sing a song that gets a big crowd reaction i will write that down oh sure yeah you put in your i've seen this list that is in person i think i have too (laughs) yeah that's good um uh last question uh this is from (laughs) night 
Night, night of, of the Woeful, woeful countenance. countenance. Are you afraid that someone's going to see? Hail, Night of the Woeful Countenance. Night of the Woeful Countenance. What is the okay. long shot pie in the sky dead franchise that you could revive with a magic wish on the modern platform of your choice? Ooh. Okay, wait, wait, wait. It, uh, to clarify for ourselves, is this it would do well or I just you just want, want it. it? I just want it. Okay. I yeah, mean, my answer is people. both. My answer is both, and it is profound to me that this this series has not at least seen some sort of remaster or something. But I would flip shit. If they announced a Dark Cloud three, mm. Dark Cloud one and two are two of my favorite games of all time. If you have, if you've never played them and you have a PS four or PS five, I think you can get it on the on the PlayStation Network store. Uh, and those games are beautiful and have a really cool vibe and like a town building element and. In, in Dark Cloud 2, you go through a dungeon, and then you beat it, and then it turns into a golf course. It's the best fucking game that I cannot <laughs> believe they have not done anything with. Especially level 5. Like, level 5 is doing great. And is making, like, a bunch of really... They're one of my favorite developers. But, like, man, level 5, you gotta bring it back, man. Those games, it's it's time. Man, you know, tough. I was going to say Act Razor, but that just recently got remade, and I really yeah. dislike the remake, so I am now, like, really torn about it. It, like, kind of spoiled it in my mouth a little bit. Mm. Split genre games like that, I really, I really wish we had spent more time. What's the one? Griff, do you remember the one that was, like, half RTS, half first-person shooter? Oh, Savage? Where was it called Savage? Savage. I think it, it was, was like called Savage. One person would be doing commanding, like would be commanding the forces and you would see the orders on your HUD come up like uh, Yeah, it was called know, it was called Savage. And, battle for That was a that was Battle cool. for New Earth. That's not the one that I would <laughs> bring back, but it was a cool. It was a really cool idea. That was a very cool game. Black and White. Uh mine would probably be ooh, ooh, Black, Black and, and White, white actually. It? That's weird. I was just thinking about that. That one's so yeah. fun. You, you should explain what that game is because I think uh, Justin, you want to ninety? Do it? Yeah. No, I want oh, you boy. to do okay. it. It's it's Peter yeah. Molyneux, like God game at his best. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He, at his best. You, but it was like a sort of whimsical take on the God game, if I remember correctly. You had like your avatar in the world was like a big. Like animal, the baby monster, like a, like a giant ape or a giant, you know, you could pick, I think, a, sh- a giant sheep, something like that. And it would sort of do. Yeah. So if you like fed a bunch of people, it would watch you feeding people and then it would start feeding people. But if you were a dick to people and like threw them over the mountains, it would also do that and think that was funny. So you were kind of raising this baby monster to be yourself. God, that really it was a was wild. A I mean, there were two of them, and they were both fucking wild. But it's basically been dormant and dead for twenty years at this point. I would much like Peter Molyneux himself. I would play that game for very long stretches, where all I would do is pick people up with my god hand and throw them. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. would. And the animation was very satisfying every time yeah. to watch. They ragdoll. Uh, sorry, is God weird. Hand the game that you're picking? <laughs> yeah, God <laughs> Hand is the, is the one I would take back. Yeah. yeah. Um, mine, mine would be uh, Power Stone. I was gonna say uh, Bushido Blade. That that feels e- even too niche, even by my needs, because nobody would want to play it with me at this point. 
But Power Stone, I can't believe that that series is not alive and well. Because it feels like with how popular Smash Brothers is, I know they're very different games, but it feels like it would have an audience. I don't have a huge audience, man. I really don't get why that 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 series is not out there. And so much of that game is like, I mean, at the time it was called like open world fighting. Now that would seem very quaint, but these like huge open 3D environments that would be so interesting with what like modern consoles can actually pull off. I haven't played it, but there is a game, a free to play game called Rumbleverse, which I don't think is out yet, but yes. does seem to have a similar it, energy it, to it with it like kind a of dash of Fortnite. Yeah, I would say I, I would say it, it is Fortnite with a dash of power stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know if you okay. My Dragon's Dogma would be my answer, but it's not necessarily a franchise because there was only one of them. The, I mean, wait, just coming did back, you not see the news? The, the sequel is in production. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not actually going to go down that road with y'all again. It's not happening. <laughs> they um, just announced it like, one, two, like two days ago. Yeah, I'm just definitely coming out. I'll definitely, it'll definitely, just, <laughs> um, the, uh, just like deep down, right? It's like a <laughs> deep down. Um, the mine would be, uh, the Legacy of Kane franchise. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Good, good mailbag, Chris Plant. Well done. Thank you, thank you. Do uh, you want to do some honorable mentions? Oh man, I have so many. Fresh, you have so many games. This is too many games. I've been playing two uh, service living games, free to play. One of them is Fall Guys, which I've talked about quite a bit. Uh, it is now officially free to play. So if you have a Switch, an Xbox, a PlayStation, a PC, any of those, it will run. Uh, I traditionally put it on pc over steam you can't buy it on steam anymore it is on egs but it's free um but i played it last night on switch and even though it is obviously a downgrade from a visual standpoint it's still extremely playable uh and fun and it kind of fits perfectly with the tone of fall guys which is like light 10 minute rounds fuck around have a good time good stuff so if you've never played fall guys um just uh, check it out. It is basically that um, ABC TV show Knockout. Is that what it's called? Wipeout. 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 It's basically Wipeout, and you you bounce around, and you can make like custom games with pe- friends, and uh, so you you know you get the right maps and and all that stuff. I, I think they've done a really good job with that game. Uh, I've also been playing a ton of Fortnite. What else is new? Uh, it's been a very good season. They just added uh, the grapple glove, which is basically like Spider Man swinging is back again. Darth Vader. You exactly called that to me, What's by that? the way. Uh, hilariously. You 100% called that exactly that would happen to me several times. Oh, yeah. Back. Unquestionably. Like, and they'll put a, when it disappeared, you were like, oh, yeah, they'll put in um, uh, like a grapple glove. <laughs> <laughs> like something like that. Like you really 100% nailed yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, fucking Darth Vader lands on the on the island now and you can like go up to him and have like a little Darth Vader battle with him. Like such a weird, crazy game. Uh, but it's been fun. Uh, I am, uh, still playing through Yakuza zero. I have made it to the Goro Majima section, which is still quite early in the game, but since I'm just enjoying it at a slow pace, feels good to play a game that is not out this year and not like a game of the year contender and just something just playing it because I what like it. What is Goro Majima? I don't know what that is. That it's is like the, the dude character. with the eye patch. Yeah. Oh. You you probably have seen him in the art. Yeah. He is he's a great character. He has a baseball bat. Um, the other thing that I will mention is Neon White, which is maybe the most Chris Plant game 
of the year. But we're, um, we're going to talk s- about it. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about that on the Rescues next. Okay, I saw oh. you playing that on whatever platform you were playing it, and then I was like, what is that game? Because I've heard some people talk about it, and I Googled it, and I was like, oh, it's a Chris Plant game. Yeah. It's a Chris it Plant is. game for Chris Plants. All the, all so the Chris Plants out there. We will do a full deep dive in what that is exactly on Tuesday. Um, I've been playing through Pokemon Shield with Henry uh, and really, really uh, getting getting into it. I played through Sword when I first uh, experienced it. And, you know, it's the same game, but it's been a while since that came out. And it's getting me excited for the new, uh, the new ones that are coming out this year, supposedly. But the one I've really been playing is uh, Rogue Legacy 2. Uh, I got my Steam Deck a couple of weeks ago and we just went on tour and I was really excited, and I downloaded like all these games to play on on the plane on my Steam Deck, and I just wanted to play Rogue Legacy too. Uh, I beat it, and the way that this game handles New Game Plus is like diabolical, where you can basically every time you beat the game, you add you like toss these modifiers onto the pile to start over in in New Game Plus. Like you can increase like. It, it, it's so granular like increase enemy projectile speed or increase the chance that a, an enemy will spawn in like a commander super strong mode or increase the size of the maps uh and so you sort of like build your own new game plus and then hop into it and there's like new gear that you can only find in like certain new game plus layers um but man once you st- once you like reach a point where you have like a good build and you have like the armor that you really like uh and you feel like you can beat a whole run in like a single character that game is very very hard to put down and i was not expecting to like enjoy it more well after beating it uh than i was even on my on my first run through yeah that was For me, the first one was similar where like once the I had like a build figured out, it like really felt very satisfying. It feels like this one gives you way more options and tools like how to make that build. I also didn't realize that you could eventually unlock the ability to lock one of the slots in your airs. So like of the characters you pick before each round to a specific class and even what their magic is. So you'll still have to deal with traits and, and very like color blindness, whatever. But um, it uh, feels like it gives you a lot more control over the like beat by beat and takes some of the randomness out, but there's still obviously random level generation and enemies and all that yeah. stuff. It's, it's fantastic. It is, it is climbing the list of my favorite games of, of the year. Um, yeah. It's which definitely is surprising just because well. I was, I was very cool on it when it was in early access. Um, but I, I, I think it kicks ass. And it's perfect for for Steam Deck. It is like the one I would recommend to everybody as soon as they get theirs. Yes. I've been playing a lot of Rogue Legacy 2 as well. Um, It's a very good game. Um, But I played something kind of interesting on iPad and like everybody's going to roll their eyes. But um, I think it's kind of cool. It's called Five Dates. And it is a... It's a FMV dating game if you will. Uh, but the, like, it's set in, like, a COVID era, right? So it's very, almost sort of, like, diegetic. Like, you're, you're in the lockdown, and people talk about that, and, like, you're video dating. You're a, a guy who's going to start trying to video date um, to, to meet people and to alleviate the boredom of, of whatever. Um, but you 
talk you like choose the people that you want to go on dates with and then it plays out in a pre, in a format that is not that revolutionary for an FMV game like this it's basically like branching dialogue like someone asks you a question or you ask the other person a question and it's very typical like date type stuff but what is interesting about it is that there is not it is not like um you're not trying to win. It's not a, it's not a like say the right things and the person will like you, right? Like it is very much more of an, it feels much more like an interactive film in that regard where it's like, this is how I've chosen to respond to this question. And you see how the person like responds to it. And it's, you're not getting points. You're not like, oh, they'll remember that or they'll like you more. It's very much just like, how the conversation plays out. So the only incentive for answering anything other than honesty is like, you know, there's no reason to answer anything other than like what you, you know, you want to see what the other person is going to say or how they would feel about a certain thing or whatever. Um, so you're not trying to win as much as just like, ha you just have these interesting conversations. It's very, very well performed. It's very naturalistic. Like it feels like you're watching two people have a, a very natural conversation. Um, you have a friend that you like check in with between dates to tell them like how you think it's going and, and how it went. It, from that perspective, it's like very interesting. To, it wouldn't be good if the performances weren't good and the writing wasn't good because, y you know, th there's not like a lot of game, quote, quote unquote gameplay here. But, um, it actually also goes to like interesting places like characters ask you about your like if you've ever experimented with your sexuality or one person, uh, one of the characters has a panic attack and you have to like decide how you're going to respond to that. Um, and if you want to continue like how you continue that relationship, et cetera. But it's a really interesting thing. It's also by it's even it's Wales Interactive, which has done a lot of these uh, sort of interesting FMV experiments, but it's on iPad. Um, so you can just play it on your on your iPad, I think it's like five bucks. Yeah, it's on, um, it's on it's Steam, Steam as well. Yeah, the usual, usual channels. Um, it's it, it. You know, right now, if you would like this or not, but um, uh, you know, there's no fast forward button for dialogue or anything like that, and I wasn't really looking for one because the interactions are like very convincing and charming, and I don't know, it's just it, it was it was a very interesting little thing. Cool. I think that about does it. Lots of games were discussed. I wanted to thank the following people for writing reviews for the besties. Just a Toad, Dutch of Class, Fat for All, and Good Vibes J. Thank you for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to everyone else who has talked about the show or written reviews or, you know, spread the good word of the besties and its club of video games. We appreciate uh, this it. This week we talked about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. Uh, we talked... Well, I mean, we answered a ton of questions and mentioned a lot of Dreamcast games. Uh, Fresh brought Fall Guys. <laughs> like every episode of the yeah. <laughs> Fresh brought Fall Guys in Fortnite. I brought Yakuza 0 and Neon White. Griffin bought Rogue Legacy 2 and Pokemon Shield. And Justin brought five dates. It's true. Next week, we're going to talk about The Quarry. Yeah, The Quarry, which is a super massive game. Uh, so if you like story, check out The Quarry. Mm. <laughs> You won't be sore. You won't be sorry. Oh boy. <laughs> that is going to do it for us this week. Till next time, my name is Justin McElroy. You should join us again next week for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games?
Peace.